Welcome to Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. Well, talking about them ghosties. And other slimy shit. Ew, did someone sneeze on our urban legends? Get a tissue, man. COVID is no joke. Wear a mask. That's right. We don't need slime anywhere. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, thank you for joining us today. We are coming at you with some of those wonderful urban legends you've come to love so much. Fresh off the press. Fresh off the mouth press. (laughs) Very bizarre. Okay, but first, we'd like to take a moment to thank our newest Patreon who subscribed at the Zombie Tier. Zombie. I'm trying to sing that song, Zombie. It didn't work out very well, though, as you can tell. Zombie, 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 eh, eh, eh. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for bringing it home. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Our um, zombie tier patron today is Xeroxia. Zombie Xeroxia. What up? Ooh, that works real well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we've got Xeroxia as our newest Patreon. Xeroxia is an artist, a gamer, and all-around great guy. Special shout-out to my gal Frankie. Oh, and FYI, Frankie is a cat. A cool cat. A cool cat. That's right, Paul, the cool cat gang. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining and supporting us, Xeroxia. We love you so much. Thanks, Xeroxia. Thanks for joining our Patreon. Why don't we jump into some urban legends? Jump in head first. Be careful. It is the shallow end. Oh my God, Lisa. I don't, you didn't even know this, but that's very appropriate to my urban legend. It really is. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, Paige, what, uh, what state are you covering? The state I'm covering is Idaho. Idaho? Idaho. <laughs> All right, you guys knew we were going to have to make a joke. We are not Got very to. mature. We're not very mature. And uh, <laughs> we was going to bring a hoe joke, okay? I'm sorry. We are not mature. And now we're going to punch each other in the faces for saying mature like that. No, I'm just yes. kidding. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, I am Daho, and I'm going to be covering Idaho. Idaho urban legend for today will be Charlie the Payette Lake Monster. What? I know, right? The name is Charlie with an S instead of like a Charlie with a C. Charlie. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. It's an interesting name. It's definitely a different name um, for a lake monster especially. Well, I guess we got Nessie. We got Nessie. Nessie. Mm -hmm. Charlie. Very similar. Maybe they're cousins. They could be long-distance cousins. I love it. So for Idaho today, we're specifically going to the town of McCall, Idaho. My source is the Visit McCall City website. Oh, good. So it's uh, pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. The source is, yeah, the source is legit for sure. And the city of McCall seems to really revolve around the lake and then therefore the lake monster Charlie. Mm -hmm. If you look it up on a map, it's actually kind of funny. There's a huge lake. It's 5,000, over 5,000 acres of lake. And the city forms a U around the bottom of the lake. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Literally built around it. So the Visit Idaho website says this about the lake. I wanted to read this because it pretty much sums everything up that you would need to know about the lake. Okay. 
The natural lake is over 5,000 glacier-carved acres of clean, still water surrounded by towering pines, serene Douglas fir. At its deepest and darkest point near the northwest shore, the lake is 392 feet deep. Well, I just kind of want to buy some lakeside property. That's a pretty deep lake, too. Yeah. And it sounds beautiful. I mean, if you look up pictures, I've never been there myself. I've been mm-hmm. to Idaho. I haven't been to this town or this lake. My family lived in... Oh, my God. I am a terrible, terrible cousin. I don't remember what where my family lived in Idaho. We used to go visit them for Thanksgiving all the time. It was a very, very small town. It was, it was an odd name, like Beautiful Sunset or Beautiful Sunrise, something like that. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Idaho is beautiful. Now my family, my brothers and sisters live in Montana, and I used mm-hmm. to go to Idaho all the time. They're kind of similar in their level of beauty. I would love to go one day. But the, the lake itself, Payette Lake, is a popular destination, usually in like the summer when things warm up a little bit. They do water skiing, paddle boarding, you know, swimming, barbecuing, all kinds of fun lake stuff. But the, the other thing about the lake, and another reason people go there, is because of Charlie the monster. Little Charlie, or big Charlie, I guess. Probably if it's a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And otherwise, it's just a, a lizard in a lake. Well, who saw Charlie first? Let's talk about that. So before the monster was actually called Charlie, in 1920, there was a railroad logging crew doing some work around Payette Lake. They were at the upper end of the lake cutting railroad ties, and workers saw what they thought was a log floating past. Okay, that's what I would think too. Right. I mean, they're loggers too, so it's kind of just easy jump to conclusion there. Mm -hmm. But... Then they noticed that the log started moving on its own and going fast enough against the current that it was creating a wake behind it. Oh, snap. And then they described it, once it did start moving like that, they described it as undulating. I don't even know what that means. I had to look it up too. I mean, I kind of knew, especially from like context clues in the story, but I looked it up. The definition is displays a smooth rising and falling or side to side alteration of movement. So like... Like a flag. Oh, okay. I was thinking like when I go running and how my butt jiggles. (laughs) It's enchanting, I'll tell you. I bet it is. I want to give it a little pinch. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's either like a flag in the wind or a, a belly dancer's belly. But yeah, so that is how the legend of the Payette Lake Monster was born, is these guys saw this weird undulating thing in the water. Was it not a belly dancer? They didn't say. I imagine if they saw a belly dancer in a frozen lake, they might keep it to themselves. I don't know. They did talk about it, but not the belly oh, okay. dancer part. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Well, uh, the next significant sighting took a, took a while. So that was in 1920, the first sighting. The second sighting was in 1944. Okay, so it took a little longer to, to see this again. Yeah, I don't know if there was a lot of people up there at this time. So it was like, you know, they had to wait for the population to catch up. Mm-hmm. A group of people near the Payette Lake Narrows, which is basically just a, a narrow section of the lake, They happen to look over and see a large prehistoric creature with a dinosaur-type head spanning a length of at least 35 feet. Damn, how do you even measure that? I always don't understand when people are like, it was at least 50 feet long. I'm like, really? Right, like, Like, what did, did you take the time to measure it? (laughs) Yeah, like, I, I can't tell you how tall my ceiling, like, 
floor to ceiling is in this room that I'm in? Like, I couldn't tell you. I, uh-uh. I don't know. Maybe nine feet. I don't know. I don't know either, Lisa. I cannot eyeball stuff like that whatsoever. No. I remember when. Do you remember? Um, uh, I guess I could just say any shark movie. But specifically, I was going to talk about Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I've seen that movie. <coughs> not no, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? Okay, no. well, anyway, it could just be Jaws, but yeah. uh, me and my mom were watching it and talking about, um, she had read up on Jaws when it first came out. She had read up on it and, like, learned more about sharks because she was so fascinated. And she's mm-hmm. like, some great white sharks can get up to 20 feet long. And I was like, okay, okay. Now tell me what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm like, okay, how many car lengths is that? Like, yeah, how ma- right. How many like, Ford F-150s is that? <laughs> You're like, think of the person that you know that's six foot long. Tack them on top of each other a couple times. <laughs> yeah, my brain cannot. I just, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't. Same. So I don't know either. If I was to see a monster like this and they asked me how big it was, I'd be like, pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> big ass monster. It's a bam. A big ass monster. Bam. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call it BAM. Mm-hmm, so it emerald. So, but there you go. But here's a quote from the description of the people looking at this BAM. <laughs> <laughs> emerald, how large was it? BAM! It was huge. It's big. It's big. Emerald, BAM cannot be the answer to everything. <laughs> BAM is life. <laughs> but uh, this is what they said when they saw the con- the monster. They said it had a pronounced jaw, humps like a camel. What? <laughs> what? Humps day. <laughs> Calm down, Mike, 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 Mike. And shell-like skin. Now that part I'm not so sure about. What I don't know if I've ever seen like a moving creature that I said have like I don't know. I I'm picturing if it's undulating that it's probably not made from a shell like a crab. But I also wonder if maybe it was just rubbery looking and so it had a shine on it and that's why they said it looked hard like a shell. I don't mm-hmm. know. Very well, good. That's the only thing I can think of for that. But. This kind of sounds like the description of Nessie in Loch Ness. It does. Which means that it's possibly a, the a, one of the theories of Nessie is that it's a dinosaur left over from olden times somehow. Yes. But then also, I think we've even talked about this a little bit. Maybe in A Dolls After Dark, um, they looked at Lake Loch Ness. They studied the water and they found out that giant eels lived in there. And they thought maybe that's the explanation for what people have been seeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as interesting as a as an ancient dinosaur, <laughs> but it's pretty gross to me. Like, I think it's creepier. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the idea of giant eels. I'd rather be like, there be a Nessie. Oh, yeah, totally. I want a dinosaur. Give me a dinosaur. I've seen Jurassic Park way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> then you should really not want this to be a dinosaur unless it's a, a Vegiosaurus. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think the Plesiosaur was a Vegiosaurus. I don't know. I don't know. But eels are so gross looking. I don't know. I know. I don't like eels. Yeah, I know. They're so creepy. I was like, ew, this is worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way worse. Yeah, so I don't know if, if eels live in the Payette Lake. But um, anyway, if it's one, it could be the other two. Um, The sighting in 1944 actually got enough national fame to be published in the Time magazine. Oh, the Time magazine? The Time magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it got published in Time magazine in 1944 in August. 
and they reported that more than 30 people had witnessed this creature in less than a month and they nicknamed the creature Slimy Slim. So Slimy Slim and then it became Charlie? Yeah, um, and about 10 years after it was called Slimy Slim and what after Times the Times Magazine reported on it, many, many people were flocking to go see Payette Lake and see the monster for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it started the town of McCall getting just bigger and, you know, feeding on tourism and stuff like that. Yeah. So in, ni- in 1954, which was about 10 years after the Times dubbed it Slimy Slim, and it had grown in so much popularity, there actually was a, nation- a nationwide contest to rename the creature because they didn't like the name Slimy Slim. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd want to come see Slimy Slim as much as I'd love to see Charlie. Yeah, once you explain what Charlie is to me, I I would like to go see it. I, first, I would be like, is this a country music singer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, slimy slim yeah I, I i wouldn't want to see something that's slimy no mm. i'm just gonna read this from the mccall website because it's convoluted it's got some outdated references i wouldn't be able to explain it differently <laughs> okay cool uh a boone mccallum that's somebody's name okay i was like who what now what's that <laughs> uh, a boone mccallum editor of star news held a a national contest, and the winning entry was submitted by Leslie Hennifer Turry of Springfield, Virginia. So not even somebody from Idaho. I was about to say, they they couldn't pick someone in their own state. I'm sure someone had a good name. Like, I mean, Shirley's cute, but like, I'm sure they came up with something maybe better. Yeah, I don't know how many entries they accepted, but I'm pretty sure that A. Boone McCallum, the guy from Star News, was also not in Idaho. So this was almost like they were taking it away from the people of McCall. I don't know. I don't know how they felt about this. (laughs) But um, in her letter, Leslie, the one who named him Charlie, Leslie wrote, why don't you call him Charlie? You know, like, was you dare Charlie? Like what? I, I, yeah. And that's how it's spelled too. Was, like Mm V-A-S-U-D-E-R. Was you dare Charlie? Is it a question? Yeah, it's a question. Yeah, there's a question is that, mark. Is that, some, is that another language? Is that French? I think it's supposed to be a German accent speaking English. Oh. Like, w- were you there, but was you there, but then it's was you dare? I don't know. Was you dare, Charlie? Yeah, I don't understand it, but apparently it was a one-liner, like a kind of like a catchphrase used by Jack Pearl in a popular radio show. And I guess that was a popular comedian at the time. Wow. I think it's, yeah, that's very, very dated. Because <laughs> I'm like, what now? I know. I was like, I don't understand half of the words you just used. <laughs> I feel like they could have they could have named it like Willis and be like, what you talking about, Willis? Right? Yeah, I know, right? At least people would know that line. <laughs> Today, they, yeah, maybe our generation would. But yeah, if you got any older or younger, it, it would lose favor. It would have to be something else stupid. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I don't think they should name it after, like, catchphrases like that, but it's cute. I mean, Charlie turned out to be a cute idea. It is a cute name. If anyone who's listening right now knows who Jack Pearl is, apparently he was a, a vaudevillian. Oh, so. a vaudevillian. That's right. Vaudeville. Love you me know. some vaudeville. Ah-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so if anybody knows Jack Pearl, the vaudevillian, who's listening, please shoot us an email or a message on Instagram or Twitter or something, because I'd just like to know if anybody knows who this is without Googling it, because I had to Google it. 
Yeah, especially if you know who it is without Googling it. We want to know. We want to know you. We need you for some references. <laughs> I know, right? Please and thank you. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That was uh, kind of the, I feel like that was kind of the peak of the Charlie fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, the town of McCall, they still sell like all the Charlie merchandise and mm-hmm. people come flocking to go to Payette Lake and stuff like that. But there hasn't really been a lot of significant sightings since then. So maybe Charlie's just taking a little break, taking a little, maybe a trip over to Loch Ness to see his cousin, her cousin, whoever. Maybe they died. I don't know. It's really sad if they did. (laughs) If there was a creature in the lake and it died. I would love for it to float to the top though. (laughs) Could you imagine? That would be the best physical evidence. I want that in my life, but I would feel bad for the animal. I would (laughs) definitely feel bad. Yeah, but I mean, could you imagine like years and years and years of like, is it real? No, it's fake. It's a it's a hoax. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, crap. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Charlie's real. <laughs> Damn. Now I feel bad for peeing in its house. <laughs> just kidding. That's I will never feel it. bad. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't feel bad for that. It's water. It dilutes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's sterile and I like the taste. Dodgeball. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Rip Torn and Dodgeball is ultimate in comedy. I don't know. He's great. <laughs> he is great. I love that. <laughs> so that's my story. Charlie is done now. All right. Well, how about I pick up with my state? Yes, please. I'd like to hear what you got to say. We have. Vermont. For my honeymoon, we started in uh, like upstate New York and then drove through Vermont, New Hampshire, and ended up in Maine. And I loved Vermont so much, I would go back in a heartbeat and live there. For real. Oh, that sounds nice. We had a lot of fun um, just things in Vermont that I just, I, I think we spent the most time in Vermont before we went to the other states. And, uh, it was just a good time all around. But um, That's great. I've never been. I'd love to go. As we're recording this, it's my anniversary. So we were looking at pictures today of um, like our honeymoon and all that stuff. And, uh, and it was actually really cool because when I was um, researching like urban legends, I came across um, just d- different places. And I saw a picture and I was like, oh my God, we went there on our honeymoon. And oh, really? it's a haunted... A restaurant that does pizzas. It's called American Flatbread, and it's in Burlington, Vermont. American Flatbread. Uh huh. And they make really good pizzas. They have a very distinct, like, uh, like brick oven. Um, Ooh. But it was so cool because I was scrolling. I'm like, oh, we were there. We were there. <laughs> I didn't know it was haunted <laughs> at the time, but there you go. <laughs> I guess you didn't see a ghost then. <laughs> I did not, but the pizza was phenomenal. So good job to them uh but that's not what my story's about but you know I like to give some fun facts and I actually have a whole lot of fun facts and I'm gonna get through them as quickly as I can I'm ready I, let's do it okay so Vermont uh is the largest producer of maple syrup in the U.S. producing over 500,000 gallons a year oh my god I want to bathe in it <laughs> <laughs> that's how you stay young not not the blood of virgins but no 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 Vermont uh <laughs> Yeah, specifically Vermont maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, it is good. It is so good. 
Um, some people joke that Vermont has more dairy cows than people, but that's not true. It has one cow for every 3.8 people, which is still the, na- the nation's highest ratio of cow to people. Oh my god. Okay, okay, not quite more cows than people, but kinda. But that's close. pretty close. <laughs> um, okay, and so, quick throwback to my honeymoon. Uh, we went to... Buffalo, New York, and I, I was like, okay, I want buffalo wings and buffalo. We had buffalo wings and buffalo. We went to um, Vermont, and where we were staying was called Burlington, and there's a lake called Lake Champlain, and I said, okay, Ooh. I want uh, champagne on Lake Champlain, so we <laughs> did a little cruise, and we had champagne. It was so cute. Um, That's fitting. Gotta yeah. do buffalo chicken. You gotta do Lake Champlain, definitely. Mm-hmm. So Lake Champlain which is, uh, sorry, it says located primarily in Vermont with parts of uh, New York and Quebec. Uh, isn't as big as the Great Lakes, but it does have its own monster. <gasps> There's a monster there, too. <laughs> or so the legend goes. The monster's name is Champ, like Champlain. Yeah. So it's oh, Champ. Oh, that's cute. Or maybe it's Champ. Oh, Champ. Maybe Champ. It's the Champ. So it, it touches Quebec, so it might be Champ. Uh, Champ is said to be friendly, twenty to eighty feet long. <laughs> like, Whoa. okay, that's kind of a big, uh, a big stretch there. <laughs> right. Talk about a discrepancy in the witnesses. <laughs> Somewhere between twenty to eighty feet long, and have a and has a head, uh, either like a snake or a dog. So Whoa. I don't know if people are seeing the same thing here. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't just a dog? <laughs> there was just a dog paddling around. But apparently there's a famous photo of him that was taken in 1977 that you can go see online. Uh, I think I will. Chomp. There you go. Chomp. Champ. Spell like champ. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, but then I, I was like, okay, well, there's three fun facts. And I'm like, let's look up some weird laws. And I found a slew of weird laws that are so awesome for Vermont. Like, go Vermont. I don't know if they're still actually active, but they're just kind of weird. Okay, okay. Okay, first one. Women must get permission from their husbands to wear false teeth. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was going to say why, and now I'm kind of thinking I know why. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I didn't even think like that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry I bring our, our podcast down to my dirty level. <laughs> no, I love it because I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about that one bit, but that's awesome. Okay, cool, cool. Bit. Mm. Bite. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm I'm, I'm glad we're not outright saying it. So hopefully people who are listening who don't get it, just move on. Move on. We're going on to the next one. Okay. Uh, the next one. It's illegal to deny the existence of God. Oh, dang. Intense. So I guess you can't be an atheist in Vermont. Not outwardly. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell anybody. Uh, it was once illegal to tie a giraffe to a telephone pole. Probably best for the giraffe not to be tied to a telephone pole, but... I like how this yeah. was phrased on the website, uh, the Vermonter.com, or Vermonter.com. Uh, it was once illegal. I guess it's not illegal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it now. <laughs> Go nuts, guys. So the next one, uh, delivery men must walk backwards in driveways of homes worth more than uh, $500,000. They must walk backwards? Oh, oh, okay. Like, I guess you can't turn your back. I don't don't know. I don't know if that's coming or going or both. I guess if they are going, you want them to go. (laughs) Like, just get out. (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't get that one. Okay, um, the next one, it's, it's not legal to whistle underwater. Okay. I, 
I don't know if people really can even whistle underwater. Do you know? I don't know if it's possible. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I'm over here trying to like mini whistle, not too loud. Uh, but I'm like, who's policing this? Aquaman? Right, exactly. They have a whole underwater division. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, next next law. Doves must not be kept in the freezer. Poor dove? Oh my god. Oh, I guess for magicians, maybe. What? I'm pretty sure magicians work with live doves, not frozen. Like, I, I don't I don't get where you're going with this page. Oh, it was from uh, Arrested Development. Oh, I, what? Oh, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, okay. The guy, uh, Job, his mm-hmm. brother Job is a magician. Uh-huh. And he tries to return a dead dove that he's been keeping in the ref- in the freezer to, and he's like, "It was dead when I got it, but it's all frozen solid." That's hilarious. <laughs> he kept it fresh. Yeah, he tried to keep it fresh. You know. Next one. It is illegal for vagrants to obtain for food by force. Mm, okay. Okay. So no punching people to steal their hot dog. Yeah, I guess homeless people aren't allowed to fight for their food i guess i I don't know man i don't know oh okay no hobo fights no hobo fights Mm -mm. okay and uh, last one i got for you it is not legal to use colored margarine in restaurants unless the menu indicates it is permitted in two inch high lettering (gasps) what right what what (laughs) colored margarine what about colored Mm -hmm. butter i don't know is there a difference (laughs) i think you're good i think you i don't know but it has to be indicated on the menu and it has to be at least two inch high lettering so i'm i'm thinking someone with bad eyesight maybe an older person was like i didn't know this margarine was gonna be this color i i need to see it much bigger (laughs) it had to be it had to be some rich older person who sued them and they're like whatever Put it in two-inch high lettering for the two restaurants this applies to. <laughs> no shit. Like, what? So, uh, that's hilarious. That's some weird laws from Vermont. Weird. They are number one in weird laws. At I least gotta so say, far. they have the best ones. Definitely. That's pretty funny. Okay, how about I tell you the actual uh, urban legend? I did look up the champ picture. Did you? picture. And I have seen it before. I don't like, you know, researching Nessie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's a cool picture. Very cool. It is. It kind of looks like an elephant, though. Like an elephant's nose. Yeah, like a coming trunk up. coming out. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it, it, it is pretty cool, though. Um, all right. So let's get into my urban legend. It's called The Curse of the Hayden House. Hayden House. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get to see this when you were there? No, I had no idea about this. Okay. No idea. Um, okay, so this legend begins in 1806 in Albany, Vermont. Wait, wait, what was the year again? 18... 1806. Oh, wow. Quite a while ago. Quite a while. A man by the name of William Henry Hayden and his wife, Silence. Silence is her name? Uh-huh. And her mother, Loudmouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> her, the wife's name is Silence, uh, but the mom's name, her mother's name was Mercy. And they all lived together after Mercy was widowed. Okay. Okay. Save on rent. You save on rent. So you have William, wife, Silence, and his mother-in-law, and her mother, Mercy. Some very uh, Amish-type names. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think they're Amish. But um, so after being a widow who inherited a lot of money, Mercy wanted to help out her daughter and her son-in-law as she'd come to find out William's family business was suffering. She's merciful, just like her name. She is. So she lent him money to help out. And it was a lot of money, like a buttload, like a shit ton. 
I'm not sure what that equates to, but yeah, a lot. And instead of using the money to get his business running correctly, it is said he used it to live a lavish lifestyle, I assume, of luxury clothes, fancy pransy horses, and a champagne bidets. Ooh, a champagne bidet. I bet that would sting a little bit. <laughs> you know, the rich are always having, like, champagne enemas, aren't they? Some, yeah, they're doing weird stuff, is all I know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, apparently, mother-in-law Mercy wasn't about having an effervescent gooch. <laughs> she was about getting paid back. Hell yeah. He was supposed to use that money to better his business. Mm -hmm, and he didn't. Uh, he squandered the money and had no intentions of returning the money. Instead, it's rumored he began poisoning his dear mumsy-in-law. That is some bullshit. She gave you all that money and you repay her like this. I mm -hmm. feel like an old lady right now. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> How dare you. So as she's lying on her deathbed, she curses the Hayden family. She said that the third generation of the Haydens would be the last of their line and their very last descendant would die poor. Oh, oh, damn. I mean, that's that's a fairly accurate description of how he's spending money. I'm sure he's not going to have much left over after this. Yeah, he so, doesn't sound like he's investing in his business or anything like that to grow it. Yeah, yeah. So unless so they get some ambitious kids to come up and, you know, make a new business. Yeah, I don't see a lot of money in their future. Yeah. So, glad to have her gone, William Hayden kept up his spending habits. With his wife's silence, they had five sons. But all of them, except for one, died pretty young. Mm-hmm. His son that did survive into adulthood, William Hayden Jr., built a large, beautiful mansion. It had to be a junior, of course. Interestingly enough, though, there was a third-floor ballroom which was suspended by springs. What? How does that work? I don't know. I'm like, I, I'm like, why? And it, they said it was to make the the dancers have a little bit more bounce to them. I, I don't know. I guess that's what rich people do with their money besides the champagne bidets. <laughs> Might as well just dance on a trampoline. I don't, yeah, I would, I tried looking for a picture of what this would look like and I couldn't find anything. Um, hmm, but I'm like, okay. I would love to see that. Yeah, I want to see how that works. Yeah. What's the logistics behind it? And it sounds dangerous, does it not? Like, it does sound dangerous. Especially like wearing high heels and dancing around. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. So as the years go by, members of the Hayden family began dying of different illnesses, accidents, and a few just died of old age, but mostly like very bizarre, unexplainable illnesses. Okay, so this curse is coming back mm -hmm. to get him. And as of 1927, the last of the Hayden family line had died. Her name was Armenia, and she died poor, just as the curse predicted. I, I, I feel bad about her dying. <laughs> she died, and I think I read she actually ended up moving to a different state and just dying. <laughs> not, oh, okay. Not like how an animal... away from it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, but... um. But yeah, so the house was sold a few times over the years. Parts of the mansion crumbled, some buildings on the property burned down, land was sold off, that kind of thing. The mansion is itself registered as a historical house and is privately owned, so you can't go tour it, sadly, and you're not allowed to go on the property. Man, they should make it like a museum and make some money. I know, and apparently they, the final owners, I guess whoever owns it now for the most part, um, 
did refurbish it and try and get it looking like it used to, kind of bringing back that grandeur. But I'm like, okay, if you're going to go through all that, why wouldn't you make it something that people can come see? But then again, yes. I also would like, this is my house. I spent all this money. Don't be traipsing through it. So Yeah, I could totally see both sides. If, if there was a way for it to be like, you can be in the downstairs and I will be in the upstairs. Like, you can't go upstairs no matter how much money you pay to come see my house. And then I have my private space. Maybe something like that. And a lot of historical houses that you can go tour won't let you go upstairs usually just because uh, by law I think you have to have a separate um, emergency exit. Like you have to have like two staircases because whenever I go look at the houses in Galveston back in the day they're like you can't go upstairs only because there's not another way down. If there were a fire no one would be able to get down. You know, oh. if it was it was like around the staircase, so you have to have an emergency exit. Okay, so I could technically get a historical house and do just that. You could, yeah, absolutely. So um, it's not especially rumored to be haunted, but one of the former residents who lived there as a child, and I think when they took her like interview, um, she was in her eighties. She said that guests didn't like to stay there just because they got a weird feeling from the place. So it might have been like the residual curse feeling yeah little spooky vibes little spooky 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 vibes spooky spooky bitch spooky spooky bitch yeah <laughs> uh, we need that as our like we need a shirt with that slogan on it <laughs> <laughs> so anyways uh yeah so i wish i had more to the house but i thought it number one it sounded like almost like a fun house vibe kind of like the winchester house with their with the whole like springy uh dance floor ballroom yeah totally so it's I, definitely winchester vibes right and then uh and then a curse as well so i, I kind of thought winchester and that concludes the urban legends of vermont and idaho thank you for listening darling dolls be sure to check us out on instagram at near death dolls podcast you can tweet us on the twitter at near death dolls and if you want us to cover an urban legend from your state please send us an email at near death dolls at gmail.com with urban legend in the subject line yep a and if you like what you heard please rate and review uh seriously if you could just do us this little teeny tiny favor and leave some stars and a quick little review on apple Podcasts, you would totally blow our minds Picky. boom <laughs> Boom. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Big ass monster. <laughs> also, you can help get our podcast out there by sharing screenshots of whatever episode you're listening to and tagging us. Uh, a lot of you have actually been doing that, and uh, I love how you follow directions. Bet you do really good in school. I bet you get really good performance reviews at work. Good job. Good job, guys. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> we love you, doll faces, and until next time, goodbye. Bye. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 